Hi everyone, welcome back to our roundtable discussion of the United States healthcare versus other countries. I'm Journey. Hey everyone, it's Brooke. On today's roundtable episode, we are going to compare Cuba's system and outcomes with the U.S. system and come to a conclusion on which system is statistically better. In our comparison, we will be discussing the strengths and weaknesses of each country's healthcare system, the major health issues present, some population statistics, and health expenditure, along with the quality of care received in each country. For today's discussion, we have three global healthcare experts with us, and we will be interviewing them on Cuba's healthcare system versus the United States healthcare system. So, let's introduce our experts, Julia, Amanda, and Josh. Thank you all for being here today. Let us jump right into today's discussion. Let us begin with the topic of physician density. Julia, how would you categorize Cuba's physician density compared to the U.S.? Cuba has the highest physician density per capita out of any other country in the world. For every 1,000 citizens, there are 8.19 doctors, which is well over three times more than what we have in the U.S. In the U.S., we have 2.59 physicians per 1,000 citizens. This, is in, this interesting fact deserves investigative attention, so we decided to look further into the, this country's health statistics and figure out if Cuba's high physician density is, in fact, resulting in positive health outcomes. That is very interesting. Do you think that the size of Cuba and the size of the United States should be a factor in the amount of physicians per 1,000? Cuba's population is much smaller than the United States. However, the economy in these two countries are extremely different. The United States is seeing a shortage in general care primary care physicians. A lot of medical students are not going into primary care due to the lower costs of reimbursement. Cuba's physicians can understand this because their physician salaries are incredibly low, causing physicians to actually have extra side jobs in order to make an income. Therefore, I would not say that the size is the sole factor of why the physician densities are extremely different between the two countries. I would attribute some of the reasoning to the salaries and reimbursement costs physicians receive. That is a very interesting point you have made that definitely deserves more investigation on how to appropriately compensate physicians. Thank you for sharing, Julia. Up next, we have our discussion on major health issues present in Cuba and in the United States. Introducing our special guest to speak on major health issues is Amanda. Thanks for having me, Journey. As we know, major health issues exist everywhere in the world. And after thorough research done by both countries, it has been determined that Cuba and the United States both have the same number one and number two leading cause of death, which is heart disease. The second leading cause of death is cancer. And of course, these diseases are incredibly prevalent in both countries. It is well known that there are many risk factors that may increase the likelihood or chances of getting cancer. Along with cancer, there are also risk factors that put an individual more susceptible to heart disease as well. Do you think that these risk factors are something that could be better addressed in both Cuba and the United States? I think preventative strategies are incredibly important. Physicians should be educating their patients on what are healthy lifestyle choices. I would say that preventative strategies of diseases such as heart disease or diabetes are increasing and getting better. For a while, it was a big weakness in the United States and Cuba. But because Cuba created a system with the focus on prevention and primary care, 
Their country has an array of health outcome statistics that are able to compete with far more developed countries. I think there should definitely be more of a focus on healthy lifestyle choices everywhere in the world. We should be encouraging everyone and working together as a country to live and be the healthiest we can be. Thank you, Amanda, for the insight you have provided of the major health issues present in both the United States and Cuba. Next up on today's episode, we have Josh speaking on the quality of care received in both of these countries. Thanks, Brooke. The quality of care received is incredibly important and informs the people how the healthcare system is run. How is quality of care different in both Cuba and the U.S.? That's a great question. Um, quality of care differs based on how healthcare is viewed. So healthcare is considered a human right in Cuba and takes national priority with their universal healthcare system that really emphasizes prevention, whereas in the U.S. we have more of a sick care system. Also, the U.S. healthcare system is not nearly as accessible as most developed countries. And when asked, 60% of Americans say they believe healthcare is a human right. But sadly, most of our system does not reflect such an opinion. That is incredible that Cuba has been able to formulate a healthcare system that offers care to their citizens. How does the cost of healthcare for the people work out in Cuba? Well, the average wage in Cuba is $20 per month. So it's a relief for Cuban citizens to not have to worry about medical bills. Cuba's healthcare system has been able to keep their citizens healthy by producing well-trained physicians as well as a good healthcare system for them to work in. The current health expenditure in Cuba is 12.2%, which is about 5% less than the United States health expenditure. In the US, we spend 17.1% of our GDP on healthcare expenditures, and not everyone is even able to receive care. That is incredibly interesting how they're able to offer care to everyone at a lower health expenditure cost than the United States. Earlier, one of your colleagues spoke about the reimbursement cost for physicians. Does this play a role on the quality of care received in your expert opinion? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the salary that physicians receive and the amount of work done will always play a role in the quality of care received. A weakness briefly discussed earlier was that the Cuban healthcare system undercompensates their medical professionals. And while salaries of physicians are increasing with new policies, some Cuban doctors are found driving taxis on their days off, and others decided best to leave Cuba to find work in another country where they'll be awarded a more generous salary. So while satisfaction of patients may be high, it is not necessarily the case for practitioners in this system. And don't get me wrong, doctors in Cuba are still trying to give the best quality care despite the monetary differences between the profession in Cuba and other countries. A lot of the time, it seems like we see lower quality of care given when medical professionals are undercompensated. It is incredible that Cuba is still striving to give better quality of care despite the monetary issues. Thank you so much for your expert opinion today, Josh. Now comes the hard part. After listening to each expert's opinions of the healthcare system in Cuba and the United States, you each must decide which system you think is better. We will start with you, Julia. What do you say? After listening and evaluating what was said today, 
I would say that Cuba's healthcare system is better than the United States. I say this mostly because Cuba has put a large emphasis on prevention, whereas we haven't really seen much of that yet here in the U.S. Julia's vote is in, and it's one for Cuba. Amanda, what is your vote? After much deliberation, I've decided that Cuba's healthcare system has something I value. Healthcare for everyone. I would like for everyone to be able to receive care. And for that, I would have to go with Cuba. Amanda's vote is in, and she chooses Cuba as well. Interesting. Josh, you are the last to pick. What's your vote going to be? I think that Cuba has a huge number of strengths compared to the United States. However, I really think that the compensation of medical professions in Cuba is a very big weakness in their system. So if I'm being honest, I would have to say that the United States system is more of what I prefer, just as a future health professional. I would like for everyone to receive health care, but I would also like medical professionals to be compensated appropriately. Wow, we have a vote for the United States. Everyone, we have two votes for Cuba system and one vote for the United States. It seems on this episode of Roundtable Discussion with Journey and Brooke, we have split views. We want to thank you, Julia, Amanda, and Josh, for joining us on today's discussion and come back next week for our new discussion on the U.S. versus Spain. Thanks again for listening, guys. Have a great day and be safe out there. Bye, guys.